Okay. Yeah. Right. Hello, and uh, welcome to the Just Impolite Love podcast, episode three, with myself, David Glazebrook, and Jennifer Ellen Parker. Uh, today, we are discussing yoga and uh, our own stories with yoga, what we think yoga is, uh, how we came to yoga, I guess, and what it does for us. Yeah, and I think that uh, we both have very different journeys with yoga. Yeah, we do. And practices mm-hmm. and how we incorporate it into our lives. Yes, I would say so. So we're off to a rocky start. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is take two because uh, Ruby and uh, Harry, just, they have their disagreements. And uh, Harry's a little nervous of Ruby still. And Ruby's a very... She's she's aggressive in her love. Let's put it that way. Or yes, she's um, she's you said earlier she's active. She's very active, and Harry is not. So, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, this will be the last take. And you and I kind of got into a, what would you call it, squabble? Over what? About what the podcast was going to yeah, be. Well, you kept changing it to the last minute. I'm so more... literally, literally 10 minutes before this podcast, she was like, we should just do yoga. I'm like, uh, okay. But so. it's just different styles, right? Oh, yeah. It's a different style, right? What do you call me? Chaos. Well, no. What's the type of um, Oh, the you're, yoga you're, a, you're very much a vata. A vata. What is There's a vata? Water. You're water. You just kind of flow wherever the stream is taking you, you, you go. I am not a vata. I am a kapha. And what is a kapha? Kapha is slower moving earth foundation grounded. So there's three primary doshas. Everybody has one. It's a it's like a personality slash eating body type type thing. Uh, there's kapha, which is earth. There's vata, which is the water. And pitta, which is the fire. Everybody has all three, but you have a dominant one that's in your personality. So the, the first... You are definitely Vata. You just... You're kind of rolling your eyes and it's Well, I have to because, well, that's what Kapha's do to Vata's because it's, I'm a ground, like, water is not, like, that washes away the earth and the earth is trying to maneuver the water. <clears throat> but the first time you called me Vata, mm-hmm. you were almost excited to say it. You were like... <gasps> You're a vata. Yeah, well, I was because I, I have a lot of pittas in my life. There's a lot of pittas. What's a pitta again? Fire. 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 But today, today, vatas don't seem as though they have a redeeming quality. Well, <laughs> the way you're saying they it in they, your tone. Pata, vatas definitely have redeeming qualities. Um, um, that, that, but for a kapha, it's it's difficult for me to understand vatas because I like the stability, the grounded. You know, I have a plan for things. I move forward with that plan. I adapt as I need to. Vatas are kind of like, well, hmm, really, we'll just do what we want to do today. Let's just, you know, like. Yeah, we're going to do all this today. You could make a big plan next morning. I don't want to do any of that. Well, yeah. You know what? I can see some of that in me. But also, I think that being a single mom, it's not all sunshine and buttercups. And, you know, I think the places that I can flow and move and be flexible, I think I embrace those times because there are actually, there's a lot of of pockets in my life that I can't. Like, Mm. 
so much of my life I've had to work multiple jobs. Oh yeah. So much of my life oh, I've it's, it's, had it's, it's to got nothing to do with make lunches hard. every day on a schedule. Right. It's got nothing to do with work ethic. Yeah. Okay? It's got nothing to do with that. It's 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 your baseline personality. So it's kind of like astrology, right? When they say you're a Taurus, a Pisces, a Leo, Capricorn, whatever those things are. So it's kind of that idea. It's it's like a baseline personality. You can adapt and you can change, but it has nothing to do with your work ethic. It's just your primary sense. You yeah. go with the flow very easily. I don't go with the flow very easily. You don't handle plans very easily. I love plans in general. Not it doesn't. It's not one hundred and ten percent. Do you know what makes me smile right now? What's that? We've known each other for. Mm, what's March 9th? Here we are. So we're one week later, right? Right, yeah. And it's funny how when you meet someone and you get to know them, how quickly you fall into oh, familiarity. The, yeah, like a role. Yeah. Or roles. Right. Well, because we're already starting. Like, you know, I, I start asking, okay, what's the next podcast going to be? And you're like, and I, I, I made a list, right? Did I not make a list? I made a list. We and, went out to breakfast for a business meeting. Yeah. And um, we had a great time. Yeah. Ordered a ton of food. It was a lot of food. We went to Sassy Biscuit yeah. in Dover, New Hampshire. Yeah. One of my favorite spots. I was never, excited I, to I, introduce I, you to it. I had never been there before. It was good. We had a lot of food. And I think what you're saying is 100% spot on. And I think that why having friends that are different types of personalities it's important because, mm -hmm. yes, did you have your phone out with your notes app making notes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you did. And you were able to pull that out <clears throat> in the kitchen. Yeah. Just now. And you guys like, just now. Just That's because like, we, we, had, we had a podcast all set. We, were, we kind of agreed on it a few days ago. You know, like, okay, so what can I do? What can I going to talk about? And literally, I get here and like 10 minutes before, you know, <laughs> we should do this. Well, so backstory <clears throat> on it, right? Like, and honestly, the way that you're coming across, I feel like it sounds like I'm a little flighty. Well, that's good though. It's not a bad thing. I don't. No, I, I don't I'm mean just... to make it sound bad. It's see, like for me, you sound a little angry today. No, I'm not angry. Well, I'm always angry, but that's just me. Because I'm the Incredible Hulk and deep inside. There's so something. I'm, I'm always, there's there's a new edge to you that I'm rather enjoying. Um, it's a good thing because that gets me out of my element. Out of your shell. Right. And makes me say, oh, you know what? Okay. Go with the flow here. Adapt. Now I'll adapt in my way. I get compartmentalize things. I start breaking things down and okay, this is how I want this to go. Well, I think though, you know, we're doing the first podcast. So we have a couple of corrections from the previous oh, yes. podcast and we'll get to those in a second. But I think part of us having a new relationship, it's a relationship, whether it's yeah. a working relationship, a budding friendship, whatever right. you want to call it. Right. Um, we're still very much, and I'm not speaking for both of us, I'll speak for myself. I feel like I'm still feeling you out in a yeah. lot of areas. Yeah. Um, that, I'm <laughs> a complex, dark soul. Well, I just, I'm enjoying it. Like I get to see different sides of you and then I still don't know the whole you like, and I don't think you know the whole me. No, no. And then we do this crazy thing. <laughs> we, we basically come together with other people listening to us. And then, you know, I'm in the store 
working. I had four people come in today talking about the podcast and wanted to share ideas or comments. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And like you have people in the studio and then the strangest thing was I knew Harry was going to be alone for the whole day. Yeah. And I offered to take him to the store. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know when that was. It was a few days ago. Well, I said, do you think Harry would be a good store, <laughs> store dog? Again. Do you think Harry would be a good store dog? And right? I said, yes, he would yeah. be a good store dog. He was an amazing store dog, but he he was recognized yeah. like 10 minutes after I opened. <laughs> I know that dog. And Harry ran up to the person and um, just super friendly, sweet, and and I said, Harry, I said, why don't you, why don't you come back here? And she goes, oh, his name's Harry. She goes, oh, I know a Harry. <laughs> she goes, you, Harry, you look like the Harry I know. And um, it turned out to be one of your wonderful, beautiful yoga yes, students who was actually one of my customers from when we first opened. Oh, I didn't know that. So, um, and it was that awkward situation where do I, do I, you know, are your worlds colliding and like, do you share? Like, yeah. It's still kind of, I know that we're sharing this with the world, but it's still kind of new for us to yeah. be friend. Like we don't necessarily haven't developed all of our boundaries. No, exactly. What's personal, what's, what's up for grabs. Yeah. Um, but on that, like the person that came in was talking about, it was the first podcast mm. was talking about, she um, identified when you were talking about, alcoholism and then mm. she identified with my son mm. um being biracial and just it was um it was it was kind of cool to see that you know you have these crazy ideas and that they resonate not experts right no no we're not experts by any means but they're it's it resonates with people and that's good you know and that's what we want we want a conversation a conversation, yeah. you know, even and, when it's not easy. Yeah, even when it's not an easy conversation. Wow, what a topic for a, a podcast that would be. Man, if we'd only thought of doing something like that called social discourse or something, that would have been awesome. David, what? David wanted to do a pod, and yes, let's we'll do that next week. Yeah, it's oh, a great we're changing idea. Next week now, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to go with the flow. If okay, you, so let's, let's if do you that next feel week. that's important, I want to support I you as a co-host. Yeah. Okay, so next week we'll do civil discourse. But anyway, so do you want to go into your, your, your edits? Oh, I'll go first. Yes, you go I first. have two, and I think you have one. I have one. So the quick one is my sister called me, and she was talking about um, episode two where I was sharing about what had happened to me as a child, and she was living in the house at the time. And um, she she was she was say, saying how it affected her and blah blah blah. <laughs> we get through the whole thing, and she goes, "I do have something I need to remind you of." And she's like, "Jen, I'm not 14 years older than you." <laughs> so my sister's two years younger. She's 12 years. Oh, okay, 12 years. We gotta get, we wanna get that right. 12 years that's older. Then that's fair. Yeah, I that's, understand that. Yeah. But then she also said, she goes. Um, she goes, I just want to tell you something. She goes, years ago, she forgets, she still lives in the Keene, New Hampshire area, and she forgets how it came up, but she she shared with someone that I was the last baby born at Elliott Hospital yeah. before it came Keene State College, and the person went, uh, no, she wasn't, <laughs> and then corrected her, and she never told me, and I said, oh, that's funny, my good friend, um, Misty, <laughs> 
was very helpful in reminding me that she was born after me in the same hospital too. And I, I said, I didn't know that. And then um, Deb just shared that we grew up, my dad had a lot of things he claimed and yeah. he was a huge storyteller. So, just so one of those things that he claimed was that I was the last baby. So if I offended anyone, I apologize. <laughs> um, it's great to have that come to light. <laughs> I can no longer think that I'm so infamous. Why? You're not infamous. I lost that title. You lost that title. After two podcasts. Uh, my correction is uh, on my, his story, uh, told the story of uh, what happened uh, with Amy. Um, they said that she drank uh, tequila. It was not tequila. It was vodka. Um, I, this is something with my brain. I always get tequila and vodka confused. I am not a drinker at all. I rarely, like, if I have a six pack of beer in the fridge, it's been there a while. Like that's probably two years old. Uh, so that was my correction. So it was, it was vodka because it's odorless. Um, it's, I think it's, it's odorless. I think it's what it is. And plus she had some celiac issues. So it was made of potatoes. Yeah. Not, so Tito's. Or yeah, Tito, it was Tito's. That's what she drank all the time. It was Tito's. Um, let's, let's just talk about your, what you shared because, um, I think that with something like alcoholism and then if someone's self-medicating or even trying to hide it because of the shame or the pain, um, you were, you were obviously incredibly vulnerable in that moment. I'm still vulnerable with it. And it was, and that's exactly what it was. It was, um, she didn't drink to get drunk. Um, she was ashamed. That's why she didn't, she hid it from everybody. Nobody knew. Nobody. You said you didn't know. No, I didn't know. And I mean, like, I I hid, I pulled 10 trash bags worth of vodka bottles out of that house. That's a lot. They were hidden. Hidden. And I mean, everywhere from, like, you know, luggage that we weren't using to inside the couch to, like, in the back of, like, cupboards and stuff like that where you just couldn't see it. So, um. But, uh, I got a lot of... So one of the things happening, you obviously have your world. Mm. I have my world. So they're kind of colliding. My world is listening and now reading your Mm. pieces. Mm -hmm. Your world is now reading and listening. Some are listening to my things. And it's um, a lot of feedback. A lot Mm -hmm. of my friends called me and just, you know, they couldn't get through your podcast, but they wanted to. But even my mom, um, was affected because her, she, she just had similar things, not the whole yeah. spectrum of what you experienced with Amy. No one can even imagine what that is. Well, too, be but I think people definitely too. identified. It's definitely gonna be different for everybody. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not one size fits all. No, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's incredibly raw. Uh, it still is. And I have a feeling that, you know, 50 years from now, it'll still be raw. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's okay. I've accepted that. Um, I think I put it in the writings that, you know, um, I think over time, uh, those painful memories of, you know, being in the hospital, um, when she was six is they're so vibrant in the mind, if you will, mm-hmm. that they'll be replaced with other things. So the happy times, the happy memories, the times we, we laughed all the time, all the time we were laughing, you know, we had a good time you know, all the time. It was, it was like, we were really, we were happy. And that's what's, yeah, you know, it's one of the things I want to get like, and this was there the whole time and I never knew it. 
Well, yeah. you, and I think you had said to me, I can't remember if you wrote it or said it to me, but no, it was one of the podcasts because I listened back and um, you said that in order to love yourself, you have to forgive yourself first. Oh, absolutely. And I had to figure of myself, you know, um, I was very lucky. So some people don't like doctors with good, you know, they don't put bedside manner. Um, the ER doc that came out and talked to me. Mm-hmm. So when I had the uh, neurologist talk to me that morning, the ER doc was also, so he was still on call. He was still there. And I felt horrible because when they told me that she was not going to probably wake up because of the brain damage, um, I was, you know, I did chest compressions on her for 10 minutes. And I felt horrible because, you know, the first thing I did was I grabbed the phone to call 911. Called 911. I started doing chest compressions on the bed, which are not as effective. Mm-hmm. So, and the, and the 911 operator, where are you? I'm on the bed. Get her off the bed. Put her on the floor. Okay. Picked her up. I was, I was feeling it was my fault because I didn't get her heart started enough. And, you know, this guy had, he didn't have the best bedside manner, but I think it was good in this case because he was very, you know, just, this is the facts. And he said, that has nothing to do with it. He says, the only reason she has a chance to live right now is because you did that. And he said, it's, and even if you got her heart started, like you were, you were pumping her heart. Mm-hmm. It's not her heart pumping. Or her brain. Right. Well, that's just the oxygen. Like, even though you're doing a good job, it's it's not as, as effective as her own part, heart pumping and getting blood and oxygen to the brain. So that was huge for me, just to hear it from somebody that said, nope, I'm going to tell you straight up. And he said, I would tell you if you did. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't your fault. So, um, I think something you just said is really important. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think, and I don't know if this is having to do with PTSD or not, but I hyper-focus on things that I think aren't good in my life. And sometimes they can worry me or or send me down a rabbit hole to say, oh my gosh, do I need to look at this deeper? Do I need to address this? Do I need to fix this? Mm -hmm. And um, someone was in the store today and they were asking me about my last marriage and how I was doing and everything. And... You know, I said, I'm I'm getting closer to the two-year mark. Yeah. And I said, what's starting to happen is that I'm able to remember the good times more than the struggles. Yeah. And the parts where I feel like I fell short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best that we can hope for, is that if we are mindful of where we are right now and what what can we do right now, right Right. here, right now? Slowly, I think that we learn to let go of the missteps or the misdirections or the, the slips. Right. I, I, one thing I honestly believe is that we're all doing the best we can in the moment. And I agree. I, 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 if you're consciously trying to do the best you can in every moment, I think it's, that's all you can do. And if you're unconscious, you can't do any better. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, this is a good segue into yoga because that's something that I think yoga can bring to you is that consciousness of who you are, what you can do, what you can't do, and that it's not neither it's neither good or bad. It really isn't. Um, we'll get a little bit deeper into this in the rest of the podcast, but. Um, I really 
you know, I, I think yoga is a very personal thing, um, especially, since, you know, with this, the whole, there's been a lot of big movement, like, you know, what is true yoga and, you know, this and that. And I, I get frustrated with those kinds of things because, you know, uh, oh, it's owned by a certain people. No, I don't think it's owned by anybody. Um, I think it's an individual practice where yoga is a very internal thing that is different for everybody. And it can change too over time. So like I know when I first found yoga, um, I think I was trying to find out who I was and what my role was in life. And it's changed since then. It's changed to where it was very therapeutic over the last year. And actually, it wasn't even yoga that was therapeutic. It wasn't like just doing yoga. It was teaching yoga that was very therapeutic to me. Um, so I think it's one of those things that it's very internal. When I did my 200-hour training, uh, they, the, one of the first things the instructor asks is, you know, what is yoga? What is your definition? And uh, I still like my definition. Was It was the um, striving perfect, for, for perfection while celebrating your imperfections. So, because none of this, so if you look at, you know, the, the chart to enlightenment, if you will, you're supposed to start, you know, at the bottom with the grounding and eventually you get to the, you know, the crown chakra and you become an enlightened individual and you basically disappear into nothingness and that's it. And nobody's that. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people listening to this won't be familiar with the term chakra. No. Like, so... Chakras are energy centers within your body, which right. energy flows through mm -hmm. and carries with it or ushers in. Right. So in and out, like think of a valve, in mm -hmm. and out. Um, but so at your base of your body is your root chakra. Right. It's red. Right. So some would say, think of that as masculine energy. It's strong, the... Strong, fire. It's, it's, it's the... Um, yeah, it's the grounding stabilizing the, what force. are you i'm vata you're i'm a i'm a, I'm a kapha so kapha would sit right so kapha is is a predominantly very grounded so if you, if you look at the definition steadfast, of kapha, yes steadfast, but they're even their body types they're larger they're slower moving you are a kapha right yeah right i'm a kapha i'm, so I'm a kapha through and through you are almost six feet yes almost six feet you have incredibly broad shoulders yes i have a you have a Scottish body. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how broad my shoulders are, but like I have a 52-inch chest. You are Jamie yeah. on Outlander. <laughs> I've never seen the show. I don't. I, I, but Trust me. I, well, no, I've seen the commercials, like the same one. Like, I wonder who they're pandering to in this audience when he comes out of the water and his hair is flowing back. He's no, got that's no Fabio. It's, no, no, this is that <laughs> that dude on Outlander. It's just the reason I don't watch it. I'm like, I just can't watch this. But, it's just, it's, they're not, I am not their target audience. Well, I don't know because you're a history buff. I'm in book five. If anyone's reading the Outlander series, um, I'm not watching the shows. But even even not watching the shows, you are Jamie. I, I am. So at I the base of your, <laughs> but that's okay. Is he the blonde guy that the, it's always coming out of the water with the shirt on? I've never seen that so because I, I, don't, can't I look say nothing that. like that. I feel maybe it was a little more dad bodish. That might work. You think you have a dad bod? I probably do. I'm not commenting. I, 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 I I'm not commenting. I, I don't. So can well. we talk about um, yoga? 
I don't want to cut yeah. you off, Dave. No, no, that's fine. So let's, let's talk about... Well, we just said the root chakra was red, masculine. Yes. Your crown chakra, right? Yes, is purple. Is that the... It's at the, it's top, the top of your the, head. The top, it's actually, actually, you know, if you see something, it actually floats up over your head. So in the Bible, yeah, saints, mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah, they're they seen have, with the halo? The halo or their, um, oh God, what do they call it? It's like their aura. It's um, part of it. Yeah, well, so yeah. everybody actually has it. Uh, people have claimed to have seen that. Uh, here and there. Actually, Can you see auras? No, no. Some people, so um, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was my mother said she saw my grandmother's one time when she was walking from one room to another. Uh, but it's, it is there. Everybody has it. Everybody has an energy field. Right. And that's, well, it's, that's what I love about yoga. I love, well, we can talk more about spirituality in another podcast. That was sure. another thing we were going to talk about, but you know, that was thrown to the side. Um, um, can I just, that one thought that yes. the crown chakra is yes. purple. Yes. So, and it's, it's deemed feminine energy. I believe so. I'm yes. not an expert on that, but yes, I would say feminine energy. So it's just, so if you think within your body of a spectrum and a dial yeah. and you, and what yoga allows you to do or opens up a channel to do is to work through emotions mm-hmm. and actively move yourself within the chakras right. to your, so if we're being triggered with PTSD, Yoga is a tool that helps to assist us to be able to move from a state. Yeah, so so it, of you, anger can, you to can flow between them, and, and you can did spin you just them. Say flow? Yeah, you can flow between them, spin them, um, and that's where you can kind of get what you need. If if, if all your chakras are in alignment, if you will, and open, open, and there, so you can have a closed chakra where it kind of goes, "Hey, sorry, this is you know not today." So. One of the things that um, where Ruby. we're Ruby's here, Harry's behaved under the table. Um, Ruby, what's going on? I think he wants. She wants to go out. Do you want to let her out? Do you want me to let her out? Yeah. Her out. So um, you keep talking. I'll, I'll let her out. I'm going to talk about auras because I can see them. Oh, you can see you can see auras. I have seen them. Isn't a surprise? I mean, I would love to talk about this when he's letting Ruby out. <laughs> so. Um, Energy, you know, for me, um, being in tuned with what you're feeling and how it makes you feel. Um, when I was younger, obviously, um, not feeling safe or feeling triggered and affected by fear, a lot of my chakras were closed off. And throughout my whole life, the one, the one chakra that seems to always have been blocked is my throat chakra. And so that's where energy enters and it it has to do with communication. Yeah, it's 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 telling like you'll say uh, so chakra is telling the truth. But it could be your truth too. My like truth. To so you know, one of my memories was a hand held over my mouth mm-hmm. closed. Right. So that's like physically blocking communication for me. Physically being right. able to Physically presenting me, telling the truth. Right. And, you know, we don't have to go a lot into this because it's kind of woohoo for some people. But yoga is based on certain beliefs that have existed for thousands of years. So this the, is not just something right, that so, came about. So yoga is often intertwined with uh, Buddhism, um, Ayurvedic studies. Uh, there's a so and they all they all are kind of sister sciences slash religions slash philosophies um where they all kind of intertwine Um, and i'm glad you said that because a 
Buddhism isn't a religion. Mm -hmm. A lot of people right. classify it as a religion, yeah. and it's not. Well, because so, you have Christian monks that practice. Right. So you have some people think yoga is a religion. It's not a religion. It's a philosophy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so there's a difference. You know, religion can be philosophy, and philosophy can be religion, but they don't have to be mutually like they don't have to be both. So if you look at Christianity, Christianity has a philosophy to it, but it's it's deemed a religion because of the belief in a higher power, if you will, where like yoga doesn't really have a belief in a higher power. It believes that the higher self, if you will. Yeah, I would agree with that. You and know, again, too, it's like we're all students and we're all on our own paths, learning and disseminating information. And, you know, hopefully and ideally we all eventually get to the same place. Right. Well, it's the goal. And you can, like you said, you can move between and, and yoga itself. So um, there's the eight limbs of yoga. And most people are familiar with the asana portion of the limbs, which is a the, the movement, the actual poses in yoga. And it's in, if you really want to look at yoga and how the poses, you know, that's why I love it. Like, this is not real yoga. And this is how you do like most of the poses that we do in yoga classes right now are less than a hundred years old. Most of them have been based off some sort of gymnastics uh, type thing that the original asana, if you will, was really sitting. That was it. A lot of meditation. A lot of I meditation think, um... and the prana, which is another eight limb. Uh, the breath work, the life force, um, those combinations were what made yoga. It wasn't until, I want to say it was around 1880 when yoga was brought to, I believe it was the World's Fair in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a big hit. And right around the 50s, so it started to kind of introduced into the Western culture at that point. And in the 1950s, when we, it started to become not so much mainstream, but the poses started to be. Part of the new age. Yeah. Started to be, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, I think it's good. I like it. I, I practice what they call mostly a vinyasa or hatha style yoga, which is breath to movement. So you're moving the body into certain poses with the breath, a, a focused breath, I would say. It's not a a breath that's uncontrolled. No. And and there are different types. Like I had mentioned before that the type of yoga I practice, it's not widely practiced around no, here. It's You're not. starting to see it. You're starting to see it more of like I remember ten years ago, if you know what Kundalini yoga. Right. Someone once told me what Kundalini. I don't know what the hell it that is. It sounds almost naughty. Like yeah. when I say it to some friends, they were like, "You're doing what?" Yeah. Right. But I feel um, fortunate that a good friend of mine, Misty, she um, owns and operates the Heart and Soul Wellness Center in Berwick, Maine. Mm. And that's where I was first introduced to Kundalini Yoga through her. And she was talking about it. And she um, suggested that I try it. Mm. And um, I, I just searched for it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But um, it... It's kind of, but here's the thing, like, it's a unique practice and like, yes. and I even hesitate, like we had talked about doing yoga together yeah. and I hesitate doing Kundalini yoga with you because it involves chants, mm -hmm. rapid movements, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of, um, mantras, um, very, a lot of meditation mixed in. Right. Um, and it's very personal to you too. 
Well, yeah. And, but again, too, like my, when I got really sick and I went to Kundalini yoga, the transformation that occurred with diet, like I also had to give up um, sugar, gluten, and dairy at the same time. Yeah. And that's when I found, ironically, Kundalini yoga, um, which I, I, it gave me the mindfulness to be able to move through that diet change. Right. Um, But it also, it sculpts my body. Like, mm. I'm going to, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy that benefit when of I course. do it every single day. People say, Oh my God, your posture, your. Well, that's right. You know, and like some of the things I see, like, you know, you go on Instagram, Facebook and all that, like, like this is not, you know, the poses are not yoga. Well, of course they're yoga. And like, yoga is not a workout. If you've ever been to a yoga class, it's a workout. So I just, it's I, probably, we're it, both athletic, right? right? We both grew up playing school sports right. and we, I mean, we're both fit. Would right. you say that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I started going to first yoga because it was a workout. That's why I got into yoga. What I love about it, or actually what I am thankful for meeting you and we're building this relationship one with one another since I've been practicing in my home for yeah. These, you know, I think it's five or six years now that I I don't have someone watching me to say, hey, look, oh, if yeah. you're in the plank or if you're cobra pose right. or even um, with some of the other ones, it shares a lot of similar poses. Yeah, of course. But like, I think when one time I said to you, hey, can you look at this pose? Because right. it's one I'm uncertain of. Right. The great thing is, is yoga when you're practicing and it's not perfect somehow your body falls into the pose as it should be right and when it does that it's like this incredible feeling you like there's no doubt you know you're in the pose right and 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 it's and it's different so you know i i joke around in my class like i love warrior two i love warrior two i know you don't like that pose but i like warrior two it's one of my favorite poses and i feel good in it i feel strong in it i feel focused in it and then I'll see a picture of me in Yoga and Warrior 2. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a train wreck. No, why do you say that? I've well, seen but, that picture. Well, yeah, but still, it's it's like if you look at – and this is where yeah, yoga can, you know, with body image and things of that nature where you're like, it's not a perfect pose. But it doesn't have to be. It's got to be your pose. It's if and, it, and if you feel good in it and you feel right in it, guess what? That pose is perfect. I – so I'm I'm flexible. I've been doing this a while. I struggle with warrior pose. Yeah. And, you know, you had said, come to the studio and take my class. I was like, no way. And then you <laughs> gave me the, um, you gave me quick access to be able to. Yeah. Look at the, the to look at, So I did. I followed one of your classes. Yeah. You're a great instructor, you. you know, um, so different than what I yeah. do every day and what I'm used to. I got to um, I got to warrior pose, and I think I was throwing. <laughs> You're throwing stuff at the TV. No, but it's like I um, I could not hold it for the life of me, and right. I'm like, what? But like the thing that you talk about, what you talked about is that's your pose. Right. My pose is plow is plow pose when your legs go over yeah, your head. Yeah. So when I'm in plow pose and with Kundalini yoga, a lot of it is a lot of repetitions. Like yeah. the frog pose, right. I had to do 108 two oh, days shit. ago. The plow pose, I have to stay in that for 11 minutes. Jesus. But I for whatever that. reason, when I get in that, all of a sudden my mind 
relaxes. Mm -hmm. I can feel like the stress and tension leaving my body. My muscles, my muscles are just present, but they're not aching or begging me to get out of it. A lot of yoga poses will affect you differently on different days. Right. And that's very true. That's what I mean. It's, It's a very, I think yoga is a very personal practice. I don't think anybody can tell me what yoga is or isn't. Um, I think it's up to the individual in what they're getting out of it. And as long as they're not hurting themselves or anybody else, that's fine. One of the favorite things that you say that I picked up on early on, and I'll probably get tired of it by <laughs> knowing you, is that um, yoga's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. So we can't break it. Today. You're not going to break it today. But then what did I say to you after I heard you say that? You broke it? I said, it. we can't break yoga. Yeah. But yoga can break us. Oh, yeah. Yoga can definitely break you. <laughs> in the very best way, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And it, well, it, it's going to, I think, like, when I found yoga, I was, uh, I mentioned, I think, in the first podcast that, you know, my body was kind of breaking down. I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't. So I was looking for an outlet, something that I could physically do to get me in shape. And I went to my first yoga class, although I didn't like it. I didn't like it because of the environment it's mainly women um i'm i'm in a uh, uh i'm doing things with my body that i'm not used to doing um but i got a workout out of it and i was definitely sweating so i went i kept going back because at that point there wasn't much else option for me and it wasn't until maybe months maybe years later that i started feeling the additional benefits of it working with the breath mindfulness, um, trying to see a path, uh, helping others, you know, it's just, it's, it, it kind of gets into you. Like I, I, some, I know that some people don't want to get into yoga because of that spirituality aspect of like, Oh, I don't want to hear all that. Crap and, yeah. We'll talk about, but so for Kundalini yoga, there's specific, and I, and I don't know a lot about other types, yeah. but there are specific poses or kriyas and kriyas yeah. are just simply set. So combining different poses, different breath work and different mantras together. And they are geared towards very specific things, anger, depression, right. Um, abundance, right. energy, vitality, um, grief. Um, and you know, I can definitely tell that, um, after certain Kriyas, I can go back to the chakras or, you know, energy moving through your body. I can tell, um, I'm releasing something. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's something to it. If you look at, uh, BKS, uh, book light on yoga at the, at the back of the book, he lists, ailments and poses so if you have a certain ailment do this pose like like literally sickness when i was when i got really sick and it for me it was um my digestive system like mm-hmm. i ended up having two surgeries um the the thing that brought me back was yoga yeah um with diet right obviously right i mean there's there's Yoga is practiced in the studio or when you're on your mat here in the house, you're practicing it. It's when you leave the mat or you leave the studio, then you are, that's when you're supposed to do yoga. And that's, you know, the breathing, the meditation, uh, that's where it becomes less about the asana or the movement 
and more about the intention, the other uh, eight limbs of yoga to help you bring that out into the world. It's like a hisma, which is do no harm. So a lot of vegetarians and vegan vegans that are yogis reference that to why they do that because they don't think they didn't get, I'm not going to do any harm. I'm not going to have an animal be eaten for me. Um, that's yoga off the mat. Uh, being kind to people can be considered yoga off the mat. But I it's think it starts with a personal practice yeah. to fix, I shouldn't say fix. To amend. To amend that? or help you um, align the chakras, uh, open the chakras. So and essentially what, you, what you're doing is, you know, and it's something, even if you say, oh, I don't know what chakras are, energy. Yeah. When people say they're having an off day. Yeah. Another way to say that is you're out of alignment. Yeah. Right. Right? Right. So, that's exactly right. So when you're in alignment, you're in the flow. Right. You are breathing steadily. You mm. might not even notice your breathing. Right. You feel clear, clean. You mm. don't have the brain fog. Mm. You know, you're not easily distracted. And so, and I think for me with PTSD, where I was always in flight mode. Right. Not wanting to be centered or balanced or within myself mm. i was always like hovering outside wanting to escape right where i was the opposite i was very much a fight mode and i always wanted to make sure i was calming settling and then allowing myself to process what was going on so i didn't have to react to it in a negative way i think what you just said is really important i think that both of our goals you know are to get back into alignment and yeah. to be able to be aware of our thoughts, be aware of our actions, be aware of our emotions so that we give ourselves the time to make choices. Right. My, I, my PTSD, I, something every day triggers it, but I'm with the help of yoga and the breath work and the mindfulness, I'm able to recognize the thought or action that's causing me to be triggered. And I'm able to process it and say, do I need to react to it in this way? How is the best reaction to this? Maybe there's no reaction at all. Maybe it doesn't need a reaction at all. But I can breathe through it and say, you know what? I don't need to, like mine was uh, fight. I don't need to attack. I don't need to bulk up and, you know, deal with the threat. I just need to breathe through it. It's not a threat. What? So we did that episode two where we shared our personal stories. And our traumas right. that led us to being diagnosed. And I thought, oh, I've got this. I've been providing glimpses of my story for over 10 years in right. my writing and sharing yeah. publicly. And um, you you looked at me after well, we I got done you. with the podcast and you were like, you asked me if I was okay. Well, I can tell you were holding back. Oh, do you, well, in I, what way? Well, I can tell you didn't want to say everything yet and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that i could see that you weren't there were still some closed off places but i think that i was surprised at how much it affected me oh yeah that evening yeah, like well, I, when we said goodbye and you left and went on your way i still felt pretty good yeah but then later that evening i just feel like i wasn't prepared to get triggered by my story of right right you, you could tell i mean i could tell with your face I mean, even watching you talk about it i could see how deep it was going and it was it wasn't easy 
so and to and I didn't say this to you out loud, and I don't know if you knew it, but um, the next day or so or two days, it was really an internal struggle for me to say, is this podcast with this? And you know, my friends are all joking that I call you the stranger, but um, is is this podcast with someone that I don't know through and through? Haven't developed those intimate levels of trust with yet. Right. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Is this the best thing? Or am I vata? Is this a vata moment where I'm not thinking and I'm just going with the flow because it feels good? It seems like we're on to something. I was I was ready to run. Right. And I, well, you know, and I was at your house and I was like creating all of these reasons yeah. that like maybe jump too quick. Like. Right. Is this, and that I realized um, that, yeah, I have, you know, we, I, I say we a lot. And I think that's from being married three times, <laughs> to be honest. I, I see myself as a married person. You, your Vata dominant personality wanted to do that. That's what water does. It runs, right? And, um, that's where, that's kind of like, once again, if I bring it back to that, that's where you kind of went to. That's where you said, hey, this is, this is, this is what I know. This is what I know. I run. But, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying like run as a coward, but you're just, you're running. That's how you deal with it. Where if, where mine is, I'm going to be a stick in the mud. You were a stick in the mud. You said, no, we've got this. We've yeah. got this. I think you said some, I don't know what you said, but I was not all the way there. Well, but I also told you you can delete it. I said, if you're not comfortable with the podcast. Never done that. I know, but I said, you can delete it too. In in over 10 years of writing and sharing publicly, mm. I've, I'll go back and make little edits. And you guys know I'm not perfect if you're following my writing. I've never deleted anything. Well, but it's but it's, it's what you can. But I can. What you can. But I, the reason I'm sharing this, I think because I have been practicing for yoga. Yeah. And I and I'm very aware when I'm when I'm not in alignment or I'm off centered. Right. I knew in that moment, and even talking with you, and feeling your reaction, and you were very calm and very, very kind. Um, I knew that I didn't want to jeopardize anything that was seemingly off to such a good start with right. both of us. Like right. that seemed. I I will say that the yoga giving me the tools to pause, mm -hmm. take a deep breath. And I joke to my friends or kids, even when they're a little riled up, I said, you know what? Just pause and, and breathe through your toes for a minute right. or two. Right. And Think about breathing through your toes. And they're right. like, what? I breathe through my toes. <laughs> and Mom's lost it again. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a little wackadoo, but that's okay. But so it makes like, sense because you're focusing. It, it, it brings focus. When you know you'll hear yoga teachers breathe through the crown of your head, breathe through your feet, or it—that's mindfulness. That's awareness. I do. Uh, I haven't done it in a long time, but I've done practices where I teach, and I have everybody start on their back, and we come into dasana or mountain pose on our back, and we build the pose up from the feet to the crown of the head, and it's not about being into dasana. It's about being aware of the body. And how you're feeling in that moment. You know, I say, you know, spread the fingers wide on your hand. And it's Feel amazing. those fingers stretch. Feel for that. And at that moment, 
the, the idea is that you're not going to feel anything else in your body. Do you remember being a kid? I don't know if you did this. Like, um, you'd stand in a doorway. Yeah. And you'd press your the uh, back of your hands and your yeah. arms up against yeah. the doorway yeah. as hard as you could. And you'd right. be like in mountain pose. Right, basically. And you'd create this tension or this pressure. And yeah. we would all have a competition of how long you could do that. Yeah. And then you get out, you step out. And your arms just flow up like there's right. something moving them. Yeah, right. That is that is energy. Yeah, absolutely. And you're generating that energy yeah. within yourself. So, um, I think I can't believe it's almost over. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to talk about this again. And you're you're giving me a hard time about our topic today. No, I was giving you a very hard time. About we were almost things. fighting because you were you kept changing it. You. We were fighting. Don't, don't don't bring it, Vata. I would say that might be our really first good fight. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, hey, don't bring it, Vata. Don't bring it. <laughs> well, it wasn't. You're gonna lose. It was combative without words. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> yes. But the thing that I love about yoga when you start out and you're stiff and you're you're not able, you're not as flexible and you can't get quite get into the pose like yeah. the instructor does. You just keep doing it, and before you know it, you're like, you look up and you're like. Oh my God, I'm in this pose. Yeah. Like I'm not even thinking about trying to get into it. When when did this happen? And it, it is it's amazing how I think energy becomes intuitive. And even by I, I have a student of mine. Um, she's been coming for a while, but she she practices uh, Kigon all the time. That's really cool. Yeah, and I I know very little about the practice, but she was talking to me about one night about about energy. And I said, you know, and I said, did you ever notice, like, if you watch one of my my classes, the very end of class, when everybody's in Shavasana, I'm about to bring them out, mm-hmm. I start taking my hands and I rub them together and I bring them to the, my heart center. Danielson. Well, it's 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 a energy clearing, and I've always done it, and I it just felt right. I didn't know why I did it. But she was talking about the energy in, in Kigon. And also Reiki. I'm not, yeah, Reiki. I'm not saying that right. But where that's what that is. It's a clearing thing. I'm clearing the energy because I might absorb energy from the room and the students. And I might give energy too. So I'm trying to clear it. So oh, you were giving me energy earlier. Oh, yeah. I was going to know. I could feel I, your energy from the other God. side of that. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to breathe through it. What was what was triggering you in that moment? That well, it was just that you know, well, because you were obviously affected. Well, because like you know, like I started asking like right after the pot, like, hey, what are we gonna do next week? And like the ant, it's even the answer is like, well, maybe I'll think about this. Maybe so Wednesday comes around. Okay, like you know, you know, half the week. So we're doing this. Maybe. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> Saturday. So we're going to do this on Sunday, right? This is the topic. Maybe. <laughs> I'll think about it. And then, like, I literally get here. Like, all right, so here we go. I don't want to do that. As a cop, I just wanted to bang my head on the table. Because it's it's it means obviously a partnership, right? So if you don't want to do something, guess what? We're not doing, you know. But as a kafa, yeah. like for me to have this idea and want to do something that's that not everybody can conceptualize mm-hmm. moving forward with, 
right? Mm. Like it's not an everyday project that no, people are, would be willing to take on. So what did we say we're going to do next week? You were so Vada and you're like, oh, dude, I can totally flow with this. And this is going to be whatever you want to do. Well, you lead and however you want to manage it, I'll just like, I'll just be behind you and I'll just be following your lead. Yeah, well, like, that's, well, well, yeah, I did that. And then you were like, no, well, because, well, maybe we should have a little bit of a structure to the podcast. You started slowly yeah, injecting started creeping, your creeping in. My kapha. my kapha started like started, and I'm like in shock because who is this person? That's not like the person yeah. that. What, 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 why is he writing things down? No, this is so, this is so funny, and I actually I embrace it and I love it because usually it's me myself alone having these crazy ideas and then implementing them till they get started enough yeah. so that the momentum's building and people say, oh yeah, I'll join in at this point. Right. You, from the starting point, were right beside me and I've never experienced that. And in certain times you were pushing forward ahead of me and I was like, what? I was caught. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah. hold your role. Like, yeah. you're like, and I think that was such a great thing for me to realize because, and I would share to my friends that you were like two steps ahead of me and they go, see, see how it is to be with you. Like, this is like, well, that's, and that's this just, is being your friend. All, You're always like multiple steps ahead. Right. And over the last year, I'll, I mean, I, I have tried to embrace my Vata side a lot more because not having I had to give up control. I couldn't, my kapha couldn't take it. They couldn't, like, there is no, and I got that, that's what I talked about with, uh, I think in another column or podcast, whatever it was, I couldn't control where my emotions were going. I couldn't stabilize, and I, there was no path. So I had to kind of trust the water, yeah. let it flow, and see where it takes me. And then, try to steer it as I can, the best I can. But hey, you know, if I come to a fork in the river and the river's flowing one way, but I want to go the other way, but it takes me, if the current's too strong, try to, don't fight it. Accept it at that point, deal with the consequences and keep going. And that's, you know, the fact that you see that in yourself, that's really big. Oh, I see, but it's, it's extremely it's hard. It's been... It was last, I'm going to write about this at some point in the column, but like it was last August, I really started to look at myself and go, I'm going down the same path I've always gone down, and I don't want to do that anymore. I was fighting everything. I wanted to talk about that, like our old patterns. Like yeah. one of the things, well, first, can I just say, like when you were talking about um, being a Kafa and wanting to have control of everything, I think that when I was such a little girl and I had zero control, I think that um, formed and shaped me. And um, I I talked about always having um, dominating male bosses and mm. people in my life. And I think for most of my life, if, if people see me like leading or strong on this podcast, um, I've had to fight to feel worthy of being out front. Mm. You know, when... Um, I think being Vata and just not caring yeah. or going with the flow or not having an opinion right. served me in so many ways as a detriment to myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, and now, you know, and you are making fun of me and that's okay. But I think that, 
I for some reason it makes me smile when you make fun of me. I just well, I, I do, I, I I do it in a kind way. I, I, mm, today wasn't. No, well, the, well, the the whole podcast thing that was like, oh my god. But I think that for me, hmm. being present and aware that maybe that's why I'm not quick to form an opinion in the moment because it wasn't always. I was kind of yeah pushed down. Right. Um. Well, we could talk about this on another podcast. But I mean, we talk about gender roles and how we're brought up in society. That's why if if you ask or most women, I'm not an expert at this, but most women when they do a a, a dosha test, which is, tells you kapha, pitta, or vata, they almost always, or most of them come out either a vata or a pitta. Uh, not as many come out as, or at least a strong kapha. We talked about this a lot. Most. And because... You know, we sound like we go back and forth and we're funny and everything, but we put a lot of thought behind this. And I think with the gender roles, you know, nurture versus nature, yeah. how society has deemed. What a great idea for a podcast. We could have done that because we should have. Oh, man, if we only had thought about that. Well, so you already agreed that we would do dating. Because I think like, um, <sighs> date, but dating, that's. Or intimate relationships. Well, well, dating while If you have PTSD, if you have experienced trauma. Yeah. And you're trying to move through and grow through intimate relationships, it gets tricky. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard because things You want to fight and I want to run. Right. And it's... Those don't really work well together. And then, well, especially as you get older, I mean, try finding somebody that's not damaged. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like good, good luck. Somebody. If you had to say on a scale of one to ten, how damaged you and I are individually? Oh well, I I don't know. That's hard to say because I think it fluctuates. That's fair. Like I'm, I like right now. I'm much more damaged than I have been in the past. And that's the only way I know you. Yeah, is damaged, Dave. Right. So. uh, Five years from now, will I be as this damaged? I hope not. But will I still be damaged? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're actually we're at an hour. Oh, okay, we should probably. Call People are probably tired of like, oh listening to our. Just ramble on. So the, so is next week um, dating and damaged. Dating damaged people. Dating and damaged. Dating while damaged. Dating while damaged. Yeah. Um, the vision that I'm not the vision, the imagery that has been sitting with me this whole podcast is um I think Vada and Kapha can very much work together. As oh, much course. as we seem to struggle through today. No, and, they, we can all work together. It's, you know, it's, it's, I, it's embracing it though. Well the image I think of is like a big strong oak tree. Yeah. With its roots. You yeah. said this. Yeah, it's true. I don't want to claim your No, it's if you're an your oak symbolism. tree. I, I, I'm, I'm you're a the oak tree. Oak. You're the oak tree. Yeah. I, and I what am I? You're the, the stream running next to it. No, you called me a kite. A kite? A kite, a kite yeah. You're Before. A kite. You said I was a kite well, floating in the sky. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a good thing. It really is. I, I don't I don't mean to make fun of vatas or pittas because they're they're very much needed. And that's it's all balance, right? Just like we're talking about the chakras. You want to try to have a balance. And... Uh, well, if the image that you gave, and I don't know if I took it and ran with it, yeah. is that it was beautiful to me. The oak tree 
actually with the kite string wrapped yeah. around a branch. Right. So the, they're working together. Yeah. To form a whole picture, right. a whole experience. Right. One's reaching to the sky. Yeah. And the other is firmly granted, grounded. Right. Rooted um, in the ground. Right. Exactly. And I think that yoga helps you move back into your body, mm-hmm. gain an idea of who you are. Absolutely. From within. Yeah. And then allows you to start looking at different aspects of yourself to say, okay, today, because everything changes, today I need to be mindful of this. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And, and uh, we can do other podcasts on spirituality and, and yoga too. But, you know, taking that yoga off the mat. So you can do that while you're on the mat and you're practicing in a studio, at home, wherever it is. But it's, it really starts to implement itself when you can take it off that when you can leave the, the door of your house and be mindful, when you can breathe through things when you're not in the studio, when you can start to love yourself in a sense that you're okay with how you are today. That's a big step for a lot of oh, us. Oh, it's huge. I think to forgive is... And to forgive yourself for not being perfect. Celebrate your imperfections. You're striving for perfection, you're going to celebrate your imperfections and how beautiful they really are. Uh, because you know, uh, that's what makes us all different. That makes us, you know, some people can do tree pose. Some people can't, some people are more mindful on this day and some people are not. Some people can, you know, handle their anger. Some people can't, some people laugh out loud. Some people keep it internal and it can all be beautiful. Yeah. It's just that it's as long as it's not becoming damaging. Um, so you, you're the one that wraps up the podcast. Yes, I'll wrap up. The well, I'd like to job. say that yes. I practice yoga mm-hmm. via YouTube. Yeah. I have some great instructors. I follow two primarily. Okay. You are a yoga instructor. <laughs> I am you a yoga have instructor. a studio. In York. Yoga. On York. Yoga on York. Yes. In um, York, the Maine. woman that came to my store said it's the one place that she feels comfortable doing yoga in public. There are, there seem to be a lot of yoga studios Mm -hmm. in our area on the seacoast. And there are a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. And a lot of ways for you to introduce, introduce yourself to the practice. Absolutely. There's lots of ways that you can do at home. Uh, Dave eats donuts while doing yoga. Yes, I do. Do you still do that? Um, I will. I think National Donut Day is on June 3rd. I'm gonna to try to talk to Lovebirds Donuts. We did a we did a class last year with Lovebirds Donuts. We brought in donuts, and I did class. With, I used donuts as props. It was fun. Well, and uh, I'm doing uh, the Easter, so April 16th. I'm doing yoga in a funny outfit. Good on you. Yeah, so. that's that's great. Yeah. It's it's it's. I tried to find a, a cooler one, but unfortunately, it's still fleece. I'm, I'm oh, I thought you meant like cool hip. Oh no, no, not cool hip. No. Chic. Uh, just, those those <laughs> like, words are nowhere in my vocabulary. So I'll be doing a, 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 my two classes on that uh, if, Saturday. So after the first episode, mm-hmm. my good friend, um, she's become family, Abby. Yeah. Um, she texted me and um, she said she congratulated on, yeah. us on it and she was thankful we did it. But she said, I want you to do yoga with me at Dave's studio. You should try. You should try. <laughs> like, so you have a great thing that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can come and try a class. 
Well, uh, I get the thirty for thirty. So thirty days of yoga for thirty for thirty bucks unlimited. You that take, seems like a really good. You deal. can take six classes a day if you wanted to, and it has also access to the library. And then, um, yeah, so just try it. If you don't like it, no big deal. I mean, a drop in is seventeen dollars. So if you take two classes, you've already made money. Oh, I didn't. So that's what yeah. I was asking. Do you have a drop in? Yeah. Do I have to pay if I come? No, I told you you're, you don't have to pay if you come. <laughs> you probably so, won't come. I, I know. Well, that's why I got you free yoga. It's not going to cost me anything anyway. That's fine. Maybe one day I'll surprise you. Yeah, maybe one day. Well, you were going to come that one day, then the pipe burst. I was, I was actually dressed, yeah. ready, and I can't believe I got to that point. Yeah, and then the, the pipe burst in the studio. We had to cancel classes that day. But it's all fixed now. So. The only day you've probably ever canceled classes. Yeah, yeah, I never cancel classes. Literally, there's technically only one day a year we're totally closed. That's, That's amazing That's for Christmas small day. business. Christmas Day. It's the only day we're every other day of the year. Like even Thanksgiving, we do a Thanksgiving Day class mm -hmm. for donation. New Year's Day, we do a New Year's Day class. You know, so we might have less classes on certain days, but usually the only day we are totally closed is a Christmas Day. It's commendable. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, like a good people working for me. So. Okay. I believe you. All right, so I'm wrapping this up now. All right, so next week is uh, dating while damaged. Okay, sounds good. Um, thank you for joining us. Any comments, questions, or uh, suggestions? Please let us know. If we got something wrong, please let us know. Um, let's see. And then uh, we hope to have you guys all here next week as well. Thank you for joining. Thank you.